Welcome to Redefining Balance for Working Moms podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Uh, Yes, even for you. You might just have to redefine what it looks like for yourself. I'm your host, fellow working mom and founder of Your Life Rocks, Jenny Stemmerman. Each week, I'll bring you practical, real-life tips to help you focus on the things that matter most in life and be the best version of yourself in every area that God has called you to. Ready to redefine what balance looks like for you and your life? Let's go. Hello there, friends. I'm so glad that you're here to hang out with me today. Today, we are in part two of a two-part series all about dealing with relationships and stress. Now, when we're talking about COVID-19 and being, you know, have the stay-at-home orders with your family, it can bring about so much stress because we're in close quarters with people that we absolutely love and adore, but it is a change and it is stressful. And there might be financial stresses or job stresses or, you know, the kids trying to figure out homeschool stresses. And all of that really can weigh on our relationships. Now, last week, we had part one of this series where we were really talking about stress and relationship with ourself, like our internal processes with stress and way that God kind of is involved in all of that. And today we are joined by the same guest, Dr. Miriam Coaster, and we're talking about the relationships that are external to us, those that are closest to us and ways that we can really respond in the best way possible in stressful situations. Now, this is a replay from two years ago. 2018 is when this interview originally aired. But when I was looking to think about what kind of content I could be providing you that would be most useful during this time, this was one of those first episodes that popped into my head. And I thought, I really need this right now in my life. And maybe you can too. Now, if you haven't yet hit subscribe, I hope that you do so because we have a lot of bonus content coming to you over the course of the next few weeks. And we're working on content for you as we start to return to normal to help you take everything that you've learned about yourself and about your job and other people during this time and how you can really use that as lessons learned as you move forward and go back to normal, like a true new normal. Like people were saying the lockdown was a new normal. That was a temporary normal. But I feel like we are going to a new normal. I don't think things will return exactly how they were. I know they won't for me. For one, my kids aren't going back to school until the fall now. So there are going to be some small changes. But more than that, there are things that I have learned about myself that I want to be doing differently. There are new habits that I've been wanting to create. And my priorities have shifted a little bit. And maybe they have for you as well. So we are going to have a lot of really great content for you coming up in the months ahead to help you kind of take that information and move forward with it. Now, if you missed last week's episode, again, I hope you go back and listen. But let me just tell you a little bit about Miriam, because you can listen to this episode first and then go back and listen to that one and you won't miss anything. Now, Miriam is absolutely brilliant. You are going to love her. For one, she's a fellow working Christian mom, just like us. She has two kids. She lives in Franklin, Tennessee. And professionally, she has her doctorate in neuroscience, and she's a licensed marriage and family therapist. Now, she primarily works with couples and women in her private practice. But in addition to that, she has co-founded an organization called In Relationship, and she also conducts marriage workshops called Seven Conversations to Enrich Your Marriage. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I am concerned about marriage in our country and across the world with this pandemic. I have heard a lot of statistics that are a little bit scary around mental health and relationships and divorce rates increasing. And so not only do we have the content today from Miriam, but we also have a bonus episode in the podcast and in our lifestyle guide that was contributed by Kimberly Walton from cherishedwives.com. And she's really giving us tips on ways that we can 
pull our marriage together and avoid it pulling apart while we are dealing with this pandemic. So I hope that you check that out inside the Your Life Rocks app. All right. So you guys ready to learn about stressful relationships? This information I know is going to bless you. So without further ado, let's get right into it. All right, Miriam. So last time we had you on, we talked a lot about stress and the way that it shows up in our relationship with God and kind of his role in that, but also the way it identifies in ourselves. Now today, we're going to be talking about relationships and stress. So I'm really excited to dive into this because I think that this is really where you shine and all the gifting that God gave you. And I think that there's so much wisdom that you have to share on relationships. So where we kind of picked things off last time was in that heart issue with stress and being able to identify where that is in ourselves, repenting for how that has kind of affected or come into our relationship with God, where we can learn to grow with that. Now let's talk about really stress in relationships. Now you had said before that this is really where you see relationships kind of come into play with stress, right? So talk to us a little bit more about how stress and relationships and how those two things play in with each other. Yeah. So when that shows up in relationship, typically, you know, there's some type of pattern that's coming up for individuals that are causing just um, undue pressure, you know, and emotions are coming up that they don't know how to navigate. They are feeling stuck and having increased tension or looping arguments. It's the same constant conversations and no resolution in conversations, you know. So that's an indicator that, okay, there's something stressful that's happening and that's ongoing. And so how do, we, how do we approach this? How can we talk about this? How do we work through things in a way to um, move toward healing and restoration? Beautiful. And I know last time we were talking about those three different ways of, of the stress indicators, right? The feelings and the mm-hmm. thoughts and the body sensations and Really, we talked about like those feelings and thoughts towards others too, and right. and being able to kind of stop before we maybe vocalize those or or jump into those conversations. And so you gave us some really great tools about about how we can process that depending on our personality or or where we are in that process. But once we kind of feel like maybe we've identified that, when do we bring that to the other person, or do we even bring it to the other person? So you gave the the beautiful illustration of the need of cleanliness in your house and some stress that might arise when your husband's not doing you know, what, what you would perceive him to do and kind of the stress that that can, can play into it. Would that be something that you would want to bring to his attention? Or at what point do you know when to share and when to just move on and put things under the rug? Yeah. So I would say it just it depends on what's really bothering you about the relationship. So assessing those heart issues, those feelings, those thoughts, those body sensations are good markers. And I would say, you know, spending that time in that self-reflection is what I would call a category of ownership. We are sitting in that stress and owning what is our part to play in the stress? Because whether you like it or not, the other person, and it's especially if it's your husband, you know, they get to see and experience what's on your face, on your body, how you react. And it's not like your coworkers who just see you for, you know, a certain hours of the day, but they get, to, they get to live with you. So they get to experience everything that you're experiencing too. So whether you like it or not, they experience the stress, even if you want to share it or don't share it. 
So I would say that the ownership piece is a big part of beginning the process of sharing and even considering whether to share. So in that self-reflection ownership time, so the one, one of the ways to start that is through, like you said, the feelings, thoughts, and body sensations. And in those moments, praying for, like I said in the last podcast about humility, wisdom, and connection with God. So I'm just going to go, go back to that cleanliness example. So when I was able to just slow down and access my own heart issues, I began to realize again that God orchestrated even these small mundane moments of discord for my good and sanctification. I noticed the, the heart posture of wanting control, wanting peace in my way, in my time, and for even not showing grace and mercy to my husband, who probably had a full day of work himself. So he was probably exhausted himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so repenting of that is important. And then I think the other aspect that God also shows during that ownership self-reflection time is just the gospel perspective, you know, recognizing that I need grace from the Lord, that, you know, the gospel shows us that grace is not only something that saves us, but also sustains us. It's the grace in which we can stand and, and survive. So I pray that, you know, hey, Lord, I want to receive your all-sufficient grace in this moment, you know, grace for multiple things, grace to accept that I may not have a clean home in this season, and that's okay. Grace to believe that true peace doesn't come from depending on earthly things like cleanliness, but really being content that Jesus is with me and he's going to help me sufficiently meet every need in every season. I also needed grace to believe that relationships are actually more important in the long run than a clean home for a day, you know? Amen. Um, And that I also needed grace to extend mercy to my husband and restore my relationship with him because this is ultimately you know, what God had done for me, he extended mercy to me. And I want to show that to my husband too. So all of this sort of helped me assess what was really, really bothering me that day, you know, and what did I really need from my husband or desire from my husband? So when I was able to slow down from that stressor and, and access all of these things, I was able to realize, you know what, I really want to share my burden of what was happening with me emotionally that day with my husband. Since I had to deal with a lot of it by myself, I was just feeling exhausted and weary. And I just wanted someone to hear that and validate that reality. They didn't have to fix anything. I just needed to be heard. And so as I prayed, I also, you know, felt the prompting to say, hey, this is, a, this is what would be really at the heart of the matter. This is what I really want to restore connection. This would be a good thing to share with my husband. So that's when I was ready to say, okay, I'm ready to initiate connection with my husband and approach the relationship. And I love too that you mention restore connection because oftentimes when the stress comes into those relationships or we had a stressful day and we're bringing the stress into the relationship, it can create that disconnect, whether it's a spousal relationship or a coworker relationship or a friend, or even sometimes with our kids. And I have older kids and certainly, you know, our relationship has changed over the years and, and I can definitely bring stress from work home sometimes, and that can get in the way of our relationship. So I love that you have that as a, a reconnection. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the reconnection piece is so important because, again, we don't want to live this life alone. We want to be able to share our burdens with our, our spouses, our closest relationships. And so what I 
kind of suggest usually is once you've gathered your thoughts and have self-reflected and have are emotionally ready, you can move to the other person and ask for an opportune time to share your heart with them. So that's kind of what I did. And I said, hey, you know, I know we had a, we had a discord there. We, we were not seeing eye to eye and I just went off on you and that was not good. And I need to share with you what was really going on. And so when I was able to be honest, he wanted to actually hear what was going on. And so in that reconnection time, I said, hey, this is what was coming up for me as my stress indicators. These were my feelings. These were my thoughts. These were my body sensations. So I talked about that frustration, thoughts like he didn't care, the tightness I felt in my shoulder. But then I said, you know, all of these, when I spend time with the Lord, help me access my own heart issues of what was really going on and how God really helped me to gain perspective and just really depend on Christ's grace to be able to, to know what I was truly relying on for my sense of peace instead of God himself, and that he was giving me mercy, and so I wanted to extend mercy to my husband. So when I confessed that and I shared that, all of a sudden, he, he, there was a softness in the relationship. You know, he realized, gosh, there's more there that's going on that she wanted me to be part of, and he was honored to, to feel invited into that place. And that felt really special. And again, that, that's that restoration piece. And so then I, I asked for what I needed to restore that connection with him and then talk through, okay, if we were to deal with this, this type of stressor in the future, how could we work through that? So I shared my desire to be heard and seen and how difficult the day was. I wanted to know that I wasn't alone. And so we talked about expectations and how to work through a similar situation in the future. And again, he was really moved to listen to it and come toward me and empathize with me, which was really special. And again, God allowed for that restoration to happen. Mm, and how beautiful that is. And, and I can only imagine that having that type of a, a connection, reconnection with your spouse, especially, and how that can just really deepen your relationship and your connection overall through one, one conversation. Yeah, and it's it's fascinating because it's these small mundane moments that God uses to create that sense of richness, you know, and togetherness in our relationships. And he wants that, you know. It's not in the in the, you know, the special moments we might share at a at an anniversary vacation, but it's in these small mundane moments. So God invites us to more depth in our relationship. And so I I really value that. Mm, and of course, you know, not every reconnection conversation, I imagine, goes as beautifully as, as that particular scenario. But one of the things that, that I really stood out to me as you were sharing kind of that process or, that, or those steps to kind of go through when you're having that conversation is it came right back to what you started off the conversation with about our opportunity to grow in humility and wisdom and connection. So, I mean, it's really when you were expressing yourself in that conversation, all three of those pieces, humility, wisdom, and connection were so evident. And the way that you were describing the situation from your point of view and, and every step of that way. So share with us just some tips. If, if maybe this reconnection needs to happen with a coworker or a brother-in-law or a sister-in-law or, or a, a parent, maybe someone who doesn't have like that, such a, a close connection and a special connection as like a spouse who really gets us, what can we do if we know we need to have this type of conversation, but maybe it might not be as easy to have? 
Yeah, so that's a great question. And again, it kind of, you know, our circles of trust are different. Uh, we, we feel the closest with God, with our spouses, and then, you know, the next level with, with different relationships beyond that. I would say, you know, think about what does emotional health look like in those relationships? What does healing look like in those relationships? Because part of the process is you don't want to keep it all in and fester, you know, and then more hurts kind of pile up on hurts. You want to be able to honestly convey how you're feeling, but also say, okay, what is my responsibility in this relationship? And then what is my capacity and their capacity too? Because they might not be emotionally available or responsive or engaged to actually connect with you in that way, you know? So you might not be able to feel that fullness of restoration, but maybe they would be open to just hearing, hey, this was, this was a tough thing and you felt hurt and then leave it at that. And then you can say, hey, you know, if I, if I have the opportunity, I would love to share more if you're open to hearing about it. And if they're emotionally healthy and want to do this, then they would, they would want to have that. And if not, they'll just say, okay, and then shrug it off and move on, you know? Mm, but at least you did your part. So that ownership, exactly. piece, you did. Right, exactly. So that ownership piece, you know, and so you can feel like you did everything in your part to do the best you can to restore that sense of relationship. Again, you can only do so much. So knowing what your responsibility is, what does emotional health look like in the relationship? What would healing look like in the relationship? And what is their capacity? Because yeah, if they can't provide that, you can't expect that either. Right, right. Well, and I think that that's such a, a great key point too of just what you were saying about evaluating that relationship. And and I know in previous episodes, we've had guests on talking about, you know, really evaluating where you want that relationship to go, what the future mm -hmm. of that relationship is, how much you want to invest in that relationship. Because, you know, I, I just, you know, stress and relationships just go hand in hand, all yeah. relationships, whether it be you know, your neighbor that made you mad <laughs> or your boss or your coworker, or, you know, it can be the littlest things. And, and even to your example, you know, a, a stressful day and the smallest little thing can be that tipping point mm -hmm. um, that kind of can send us over. So, you know, these tips have been so incredible for you to share with us. Thank you so much for your generosity and how much you've been sharing. I think it's going to help a lot of women who are listening. It's certainly going to be helping me. I mean, stress is high <laughs> everything that we do in our relationships and our work and in our daily lives. So I love that you've brought in these three pillars to really link together balance and the way that we're dealing with stress. Now, before we let you go, are there any other parting thoughts you have? Anything else we did not cover about stress that you feel like is important for the listeners to know? Yeah, I think what I would say is that this comes with practice. This is not easy to do but God calls us to greater places of intimacy and restoration and connection. This is why he came to rescue us and save us so that we might be in a full relationship with him and we might know the depths and the heights and the, and the breadths of his love. And he wants the same for us with him and for, with other people. But all this is, you know, really easier said than done. And with the chaos of kids and life and busyness and work, it's really difficult to navigate these stressors in the most important relationships in our lives. So, you know, vulnerability is difficult, no matter what stage of life you're in, just know that you're not alone because a lot of moms feel the very same way. 
And we really want to see how we're not looking for perfection, but we want to look for connection. Even if that means a small heart posture that's turned to a restoration with God, ourselves, or others. I, I feel like God teaches me the same lesson over and over again because I'm such a creature of habit and don't fully grasp the depths of everything that He wants to teach me through these stressors. So I feel like I learn so much through each round of it. And so just know that He, God, in His sovereign wisdom and love, cares about you and loves you to want to bring these things so that you can grow in holiness, in Christ likeness. Mm, so beautifully said. So beautifully said. Now, you have a podcast. I know I'm going to be listening to it because like you said, this is a process. And I think the more we can have that wisdom pouring into our ears, influencing our thoughts, influencing our mind, it definitely does help. So I know I'm going to be listening to your podcast. Share with everyone what your podcast is and what they can expect when they listen. Yeah. So you can listen to the podcast and even subscribe to the mailing list through inrelationship.us. That's our website. And really what we do is to teach and resource people on how to navigate and thrive in relationships. So we interview experts, we dialogue about current events, any place where relationships are difficult and hard, but also good. Uh, we want to know how to navigate that well, because the best things in life happen in the context of relationship. That's what we believe. So that's how you can sort of connect with me and learn more about, learn more about that as well. Fantastic. And, and you do clinics as well, right? Around yeah, we have, right. We have a, what's called a marriage workshop. It's called Seven Conversations to Enrich Your Marriage. And so we have that three times a year. Um, I run it here locally with another colleague of mine. And it's basically a fantastic weekend for couples to come and uh, enrich your marriage, but also really know how to have hard conversations and restore that sense of depth and intimacy and connection in your marriage like you've never experienced before. And it's fantastic because every couple gets to get paired with a counselor. So you get to really work through some hard issues one-on-one -on -one with help, but also know, walk away with tools on how to know how to reconnect with your spouse after the weekend as well. Oh, that sounds amazing. And where, where are you located? Yeah, we're looking in Franklin, Tennessee. So it's close to, it's about 25 minutes south of Nashville. Fantastic. So when you're having these weekends, what a great trip for people to come and have a weekend away with their spouse, leave with tools to be really equipped to invest in their marriage. So I would highly encourage as you're listening to this podcast that you go and check that out. Check out Miriam's podcast as well. Listen to it, subscribe and soak in all of the amazing wisdom that you have. Miriam, it was so great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being a guest on Your Life Rocks. Thank you so much, Jenny. It was a pleasure and an honor. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. Download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com.